Hi and welcome back to the uh, Sci-Fi Fans, the podcast of movie trivia. And in this episode of the show, I'm going to be wrapping up my trilogy of trilogies. Um, so yeah, I've done a trilogy of podcasts on the Lord of the Rings franchise. And in that, by the end of this episode of the podcast, we would have discussed and run through all six films. So um, what I'd like to do is just give you a brief overview of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. This is the original trilogy that was released in 2001 and bring you up to date with 2003. So as we all know they were produced, written and directed by uh, Peter Jackson. The uh, starring cast was phenomenal with Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Liv Tyler, Virgo Mortensen, Sean Austin and uh, Kate Blanchett with John Reeves Davis just to mention a few of the cast there. Special mentions go to Ian Holm who portrayed Bilbo Baggins and then returned for The Hobbit in, um, in the uh, prequel series of films as well. Now the, um, the music was composed and written by Howard Shaw for all six films and that really shows, I think if you're going to make a trilogy of films kind of like what Star Wars have done then if you can stick with the original composer of the music then that's half the battle won because music has a phenomenal effect in movies, it creates the scene and setting and general mood and if you can keep the consistency with the music then you're going to keep the consistency with the film in my opinion. Now you might disagree and if you do disagree then if you can leave a comment leave a comment and tell me why you disagree. So the entire budget for the three films came in round about 280 million dollars and yeah, I can see why. I mean, legend is, isn't it, that Peter Jackson struggled to find any backers because he wanted nearly $300 million, hadn't had a major commercial success, although he hadn't been making films for a long time. One of his earlier films, it's only worth a mention because it's one of his early films, was Bad Taste. And uh, you, if you watch Bad Taste now, it is definitely bad taste, <laughs> um, but you you would never in, get in, in the um, inkling or any idea that the guy behind that particular movie would go on a couple of decades later and uh, make one of the best trilogies of film, if not the best trilogy of all time. Obviously, it was uh, all filmed in New Zealand. And um, an interesting story actually about the, the soundtrack by Howard Shaw. He didn't use a studio, he used a local um, town hall to me where I live. And the one that he used was actually Watford Town Hall. The reason why, and if you watch some of the extended videos that go into a bit more detail about this kind of thing, is that he felt that the only way to get a particular sound and the ethos of the music was to perform it in a large hall. So for whatever reason he chose the town of Watford and he uh, recorded all of the soundtracks in town hall, in Watford town hall. Simple as that. So um, yeah that's a brief rundown of the, uh, the trilogy overall and uh, here are some more trivia points from the, uh, the two towers. One of the most iconic scenes in uh, The Two Towers is the, the battle scene at Helm's Deep. Now, I know in the book it's actually set during the day, and I'm going to give you a bonus trivia in a second about this particular scene. The, um, the scene at Helm's Deep took four months to film, 
and three of those months were at night and one of those months was during the day and here is the bonus trivia that you might not know. The reason why they deviated from the book and had the scene set at night was for continuity. Another reason why they made it as dark, miserable, raining night again was continuity because I believe the, the weather at the time was a little bit unpredictable so had they started to film on a dry evening and then the following evening they had rain they would have had to have scrapped that footage. So that was why the, the reason behind that particular scene being filmed at night and for it to be raining as opposed to what it says in the book is purely down for continuity reasons. Up until The Lord of the Rings, probably like many people, I hadn't actually heard of the actor Andy Serkis. However, after watching The Lord of the Rings, I'm really pleased to see that his career has just skyrocketed. I mean, he's been in Marvel, Star Wars, he's doing really well. And quite rightly so, because his depiction of Gollum is phenomenal. I can't see any other actor taking on that role and giving us the expression, the faces, the voice. Absolutely, uh, absolutely faultless. When um, he was asked about his performance as Gollum and what gave him the inspiration, Andy Serkis has said that he actually based the fixation on the ring and, and the obsession around having it and using it on a drug addict coming off of the addiction of cocaine. And when you look at it in that context, you can really see how that has inspired him because you know cocaine any drug addiction is horrendous and i really do feel sorry for people that are trying to get themselves clean and particularly when you look at the uh, the effects through Gollum's eyes at least it does certainly give you a different perspective on what that must be like another scene that demonstrates andy circus's phenomenal talent as an actor is the fangon camp scene in which three orcs argue over each other and I believe one of them gets sliced and diced and then eaten. <laughs> That's the life and times of being an orc. So yeah Andy Serkis actually voiced the three orcs that end up fighting at Fangorn camp. Fresh out of drama school and landing a role in Lord of the Rings as I mentioned previously, Orlando Bloom actually auditioned for the role of Faramir. Now how the film could have been different with him as Faramir and another actor I don't know, you name one, that could take up the role of Legolas. I don't know, I don't think that there is. I think his portrayal of Legolas is, again, really good and perhaps potentially flawless. So I'm really pleased that he did end up with the role of Legolas. But then having said that, I think he would have done just as an amazing job as Faramir as well. As I mentioned in the previous video, John Rhys Davis stands at over six foot tall. I think six foot one inch. So it's no surprise to me that his armour to portray Gimli weighed a staggering 66 pounds. The next point of trivia that I'd like to raise I hadn't actually realised until I started to research for this episode of Sci-Fi Fans. And that is, did you realise, because I certainly didn't, that The Two Towers is the only instalment out of the original trilogy of films where Frodo Baggins does not actually put on the One Ring. So moving on to The Return of the King, and there isn't really a lot I can say about this film that hasn't already been uh, said, only the fact that it was a phenomenal successful film, winning 11 Oscars. Um, how many films win one or two Oscars? You know, never mind uh, 
11 Oscars at the same awards. Now it went on to have 209 other wins and 124 um, nominations. So a really, really successful film, critically acceptable, fans love it. Um, and yeah, we were really lucky with this trilogy, I feel, because we had an, a director and a writer who knew exactly what they were doing. And this was all before the uh, the wokeness that we have in this day and age. Um, yeah, and I think it's a real shame that Peter Jackson was not involved in the Amazon um, series that was released this year. There will never be another Lord of the Rings trilogy series of films, in my opinion. It's going to take something phenomenal and the way Hollywood is at the moment, I don't think we'll ever have another Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is a shame because we're missing something as pop culture fanatics, nerds, geeks, call us what you like. Um, we're missing out on something that we can really grab hold of and have that escapism that these films gave us. So anyway, that's uh, a little bit of waffle between the, uh, the, the, uh, the film. So here is some uh, trivia facts and figures that you didn't know about the return of the king. Did you realise that Peter Jackson is actually an arachnophobe? What's an arachnophobe, I hear some of you ask? It's somebody that has a fear of spiders. And because of this, he actually based the design of Shelob on a type of spider. I think he just got all of his nightmares of spiders and put them all into one. And that's how we got Shelob in uh, The Return of the King. In 2003, the average amount of visual effects shots per film was round about 200. However, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King is no average film and the amount of visual effects shots within this one particular film was 1,487. Well over and getting on for 10 times the amount of uh, visual effects shots of any average film at that time. I don't know what it is now because obviously visual effects have changed and filmmaking has changed since The Lord of the Rings was produced. But yeah, that is an outstanding difference from the average at the time of filming. For the next point of trivia, it isn't really a lot to say. That's why I'm going to use this time to plug my book. If you haven't done so already, please check out W.A. Blinko on the Amazon bookstore and uh, grab a copy of one of my books that's available for free if you have the Kindle Unlimited program. They are, of course, Broken Ceasefire and Xander's Salvation. Both of them are set in the future where humanity is struggling for survival against an alien race. And um, yeah, not all of them are uh, humanity struggling against an alien race. Xander's Salvation, for example, is a little bit more day-to-day um, -day living in a universe that is very hostile. Anyway, that's the uh, plug over for my two books that are available on the Amazon bookstore. And this is the point of trivia that uh, I was going to say, and that is simply, and we probably know this already, all three Lord of the Rings films were made back to back. Depending how you look at it, it's either amazingly or should have happened sooner. The, um, the final instalment in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, The Return of the King, is the very first, and I think it could be the, the only, fantasy film that has won Best Picture at the Oscars. I mean, The Return of the King didn't just win one Oscar, I think it won about 12 in total, but it was the first fantasy film to win Best Picture. The character Samwise Ganji is predominantly left-handed. However, when it comes to sword fighting, he can be ambidextrous and use both hands. Quite a clever chap, really. 
With movies, there's quite often red herrings and uh, sub, not subplots, but different titles used for movies to to take away unwanted distractions and unwanted press intrusion. So it's no surprise then that for the third instalment of The Lord of the Rings, they actually sent out posters to theatres with the title proclaiming that the film was going to be Till Death or Glory. And that's it. This epic trilogy of podcasts has come to an end. Thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode and if you haven't listened to the previous episodes then please do go and check them out and if you can leave me a comment in the uh, box on the comment section or at least subscribe to the podcast I really do appreciate the support that you guys give me and um, it's what makes me carry on with these podcasts and YouTube and TikTok <laughs> just to uh, name a few other connections and channels and whatnot so yep yeah, please do feel free to subscribe leave a uh, podcast review where you can on whatever platform you're listening to me on and also why not check out the YouTube channel where I give you similar information as what I have here on the podcast but the episodes on that are generally about four or five minutes so not the full detail or, or 10 minutes that I give you here. Incidentally why not check me out on TikTok under sci-fi fans sci.fi1 um, or contact me directly at my uh, website wayneblinko.com w-a-y-n-e B-L-I-N-K-O dot com. There you can find out a lot more about me and you can also find out about the books that I write as well. They're available on the website. Um, yeah, thank you very much for joining me on this episode and don't forget to join me next week for some more movie trivia. Thank you very much. All information in this podcast episode is researched by myself, Wayne Blinko. I use various websites such as IMDB or official websites from actors, films or film studios. Thank you very much.